Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. Everyone, this is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I'm joined by Anita Barrettson. How are you today, Anita? Doing great. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We just uh, got through the holidays, and I hope yours were uh, filled with fun and relaxation. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it was relaxing. I'm from the Netherlands, and so we flew back on the night that we had a big snowstorm in Denver, and I flew through Chicago that also had the snowstorm. But uh, yeah, no, flew into Brussels, saw my family, it was kind of like a whirlwind, uh, and, and get, got back here about a, a week later. Okay, how about that? Good. Good, good for you. It's always nice to go home. It is, it is. It's, it's fun how nothing changes. It's like a time warp. <laughs> it must be kind of magical there over the holidays too. Um, so the Christmas markets are, you know, they're, they're famous, especially in Northern Europe, but, um, the weather is really crappy. We've been going home, not during COVID, but before that for the last six years. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's, it's solid rain and there's no sunshine or whatsoever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anita, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your education. Yeah, sure. So I'm a, I'm a mining engineer by background. Um, I'm originally, I was born and raised in the Netherlands and uh, the Netherlands doesn't really have any more mining. Uh, I think all of our mines closed down back in the seventies. They were the, the underground coal mines. However, <laughs> I love traveling. I love adventure. I love people. I love mountains. And so, um, yeah, I, I decided I, you know, get a degree in mining engineering. I think it's one of the oldest uh, engineering degrees that you can get and it's called yeah. Delft University of Technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's, um, yeah, and so basically I started started my career there and, and have loved every moment of it. So especially when I was young and uh, going to college, I, I, I took all the advantages, do tons of internships, go to uh, Tasmania, Northern Sweden, I've been in Chile, uh, or else well i've been in the united states so i actually i've been living here in uh, the u.s in denver colorado for the last uh 20 years okay and, okay yeah so I, I was very very lucky so i did an exchange with colorado school mines in 2001 um, and then came back in 2003 and finished up my master's degree there and was lucky enough to be able to get two masters for the price of one from Delft University of Technology and from uh, from Colorado School of Mines. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and so I've worked worked in mining for the last 20 years. Uh, started out in, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, contract mining uh, for oh, yeah. a company called Washington Group International. Sure, was sure. One of, one of the first junior engineers when gold was at $350 per ounce. <laughs> All, always fun when it's on the upside, when it's rising. Yeah, gold yeah, prices. yeah. Um, I worked for Tetra Tech. Um, it, that very famous name, of course. They, uh, I was, I was working in their mining study group, mainly managing uh, forty-three one-on-one reports, as well as uh, maintaining client relationships, which I like to talk is one of my strong suits. 
And uh, I, in 2012, I went back into um, to operations. So I, I worked for Anglo Gold Ashanti um, in gold for a couple of years. And then the last seven years, uh, I worked for Newmont. Loved every moment of it. But after 20 years, I was just a little, not tired, but like I said, I love adventure. And so I had a lot of adventure traveling internationally, working internationally, building out teams and programs. I wanted to do something just different, uh, I think, for myself working for a smaller company and I, I joined a, a group called Brooks and Nelson. We're a recruiting firm and uh, I'm officially partner as of January 1st of, of this year. Okay, great, great. So so let's go back a little bit. What drove you to mining engineering? Ooh, I get that question a lot, Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, like I said, I, I just, I love the outdoors, travel and adventure. Um, when I was a little kid, um, my dad uh, and my mom and dad, they used to travel for the summer through Europe with their like little trailer behind it. And huh? my yeah. dad would always let my sister and I pick where we wanted to end up and we would, you know, find a new destination every three days. Usually um, like my sister wanted water <laughs> and I wanted mountains. So uh, we usually ended up like Austria, Switzerland, um, France. And I, I just love the mountains and we, my dad loved culture and, and loved to explore as well. And so he took us to some of the salt mines. I've been underground like in nickel mines when I was a little child and I just piqued my interest. And so when I was looking to, to study something and make something my career, like adventure was the requirement, but but also just the mountains and, and nature was one of the things that I always really enjoyed. And so just going to Delft and looking at all of the engineering um, possibilities, I'm not good at writing, even though I speak multiple languages. Don't ask me to write anything. I'm, I'm definitely of an engineering uh, mindset, an engineering brain. And so, um, yeah, I just thought mining was very interesting. The, the curriculum itself in Delft had um, a lot of field trips. It had an international program called European Mining Course. And so um, I got the chance to actually study in London, study in Helsinki, study in Aachen. Then I did an exchange with Colorado School of Mines. So I think like it, it really filled my heart's desire. That's, that's really neat. I, I started out my career as a mining engineer, but I only lasted that for a couple of years and became a geotechnical engineer. But I was kind of driven to mining engineering for the same reasons. It, it just seemed fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And for me, especially since uh, there was no mines in the Netherlands, I was guaranteed a, a career internationally. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You think you're choice with education as a mining engineer has helped your career uh, you mentioned doing the 43 101s and then uh, being on the corporate side do you think specifically mining engineering helped you out there um that's a really good question um maybe yes maybe no uh maybe yes because we and especially in the Netherlands you don't really during your studies get really forced into one particular thing and become really good at it. It's very broad. Um, yeah. So for example, the first three years for me was together with petroleum engineering, geological engineering, mining, um, and then processing. Oh, and geophysics. So okay, you, you yeah. get a, a yeah. lot of different things. Um, it's, it's actually called applied earth sciences. And then my major was in mining. So the last year, my thesis was 
more in mining. And so I've got a very, very broad background. Um, and if you look at my career, I've, I've definitely had just a variety of roles. I, uh, for seven years, I was really focused on maintenance and asset management and, you know, building strategies on, on maintaining the equipment, uh, both like mobile fleets and processing plans. I've, I've been a superintendent for a, a maintenance group um, at Cripple Creek and Victor. And so I, I think mining's helped that just because it's it's not narrow and deep. It's definitely broad and uh, yeah, yeah, gives yeah. a variety. Yeah, yeah, I can I can appreciate that. There's, you know, there's a lot of things about mining engineering that I don't even claim to know anymore. And I think some of those subjects of gone to the wayside like equipment selection and ventilation there's probably computer programs that can do ventilation far better than a student can but what, what, what were some of your favorite courses either undergrad or graduate courses oh it's been, a, <laughs> been about 20 years but yeah, let, let yeah. Me my favorite courses i i always enjoyed the courses that challenged me most uh, for some reason, if something was easy, I, I, it didn't really give me a whole lot of uh, passion for it. So definitely something that that would, would that challenged me. I, I loved um, pyrometallurgy. <laughs> what yeah. So I, I remember just loving like those phase diagrams and 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 how these work. Um, I, I did love absolutely rock mechanics, and so that was my my master's thesis was for uh, a mine up in northern Sweden called uh, Kiruna, and it was on, on rock mechanics trying to predict fragmentation for forty five meter high um, stopes and, and drill and blast patterns and modeling the flow of the rock coming out. So I, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, and and my my husband and I were secretly we're a little nerds we're rock lickers we. Uh, we collect minerals here in Colorado and, and definitely in the place where I'm at today in Uray. <laughs> um, and so, so I, I, def I really love mineralogy as well. Okay. Yeah, me, me too. Me too. And you are definitely in one of the best places to hunt minerals. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like I spent some time in Silverton, which is kind of just over the hill from you. And I spent all of my free time looking for rocks. Oh, well, maybe we should go look for rocks together then. Probably yeah. more than 80% of our time is spent around Silverton, exploring the veins, exploring the mines, like portals that are still open. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've, yeah, we found many really nice minerals and maybe kind of proud to say this was, it's been a while. Uh, I think back in 2012, our San Juan uh, quartz collection was displayed at Colorado School of Mines in the Minerals Museum. Wow, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was in one of those freestanding, if, if you've been there, one of those freestanding little displays in the middle. Okay, that's very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, that would be uh, really uh, interesting to get down there and or up to my cabin because I can never find any great rocks around my cabin. Although people say that there's amethyst everywhere. I can guarantee it's not everywhere. No, I guarantee it's not everywhere. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of of amethyst in fort collins brian well northwest of fort collins up in the up in the oh. mountains okay well yeah. maybe so, yeah so anato not counting your current job what was your favorite job ever oh my favorite job ever i didn't prepare for this um <laughs> but but i'll i'll, I'll make 
maybe a little bit of a side uh, story here too, because I think that the, the, the most fun job I've had, I did not get paid for. Um, and so I, I, uh, I'm very passionate about women in mining. Uh, it's a, it's an organization. It's a, there's organization or there's, yeah, there's organizations globally that are called women in mining, but here in the USA, especially in Denver, uh, they've got the oldest one. And so I was always fascinated about working with women just because I've, for the longest time, I was always the only female in a group right, of right, males. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially. No, yeah, exactly. Especially when I was um, working in maintenance. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, um, so Newmont had a big focus on diversity and inclusion. Um, they had what they called a business resource group called Women and Allies, really kind of promoting women and um, highlighting some of the, the, the issues that we see on a, on a daily basis. And I, I never really realized that we were different because <laughs> it was so normal in my industry. But I, I just found out that it was very refreshing to work with people that are, are just you know different than the people I normally work with. And so um, I let that BRG within Newmont and I enjoyed that a lot, but I scratched my head and Newmont was always very internally focused around these issues. Um, and so I reached out to Women in Mining Denver and, and found out that, that it was actually a really small group, even though globally they've got such a great name. And so saw an opportunity there, um, took a presidency position in 2019 for Denver and in 2020 in uh, Women in Mining USA. Um, and, and I mean, it's it was just so much fun because there was, it was kind of like, I felt like there was a wave coming and I thought that the organization should get ready to actually be able to write it. And so set up a lot of systems, um, the website, uh, programs for companies to be able to sponsor or sign up their employees to join that organization. Because there's a lot of organizations out there that they're just not large enough to do the same thing as Newmont was doing um, and support women that way. So I'm, I'm very passionate about that subject, as you can see. And so... Uh, yeah, after three years, I handed over that pre presidency to like an amazing group um, of women, uh, female leaders uh, that are now taking it on. And I almost feel bad because it's, it feels like a roller coaster right now. I'm still very heavily involved and on the board and, and coaching them. Um, but it's definitely a roller coaster wave ride that they're on right now. There's a, a lot of traction. There's a lot of excitement. And um, that, that was really, I think the most rewarding job that I've had in my career, just because of, of the ability to, um, to set that up, create an opportunity, but also see these women that supported me while I was working and leading that group um, and seeing them grow and seeing them now taking over and actually you know, going way above and beyond what I ever imagined. So it's very rewarding. So Anita, aside from uh, building a kinship and making professional connections. What does women in mining do? Oh, there's um, I should know them by heart, but they've they've got a couple of what we call commitments. Um, so they 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 actually they do a lot of outreach in uh, local communities to yeah. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, they go to museums and and teach. Um, not just the, the children, the kids, but also oftentimes the adults and the teachers about mining, about rocks, about minerals, about processing and, and what it does for, for humanity and for the earth. So that's one. Um, 
like I said, yeah, networking and supporting other females is one of the commitments. Um, another one is, is just like educating the, the general public about um, what mining does. And I think if you want to know the fourth one, I'm going to have to look it up. So that's okay. <laughs> I, I won't make you take the test. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like a really neat uh, organization. And I'm always surprised that the there are a lot of women in mining, but there's the percentage-wise is not very high. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm surprised as well. I mean, to me, I was so amazed. There's women coming out of the woodworks and the organization right now. We've and it's we're an inclusive organization. Um, it's for men, it's for women. As long as you support the objectives, we want anybody to join us. Um, but I think we had about 390. Uh, members back in 2019, and we're up to 1,400 right now, and I'm and I'm sure that's just the start of things. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So, Anita, let's talk about your current job, your current role with with the recruiting company um, Brooks and Nelson. What uh, what led you to join them and? How do you think they're different than other recruiters? Oh, good question. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for asking that. No, I am. Um, it was actually pretty interesting because um, at one point last year, I wasn't particularly uh, very passionate about the work that I was doing um, at, at in my current job. Um, and also kind of disappointed with uh, some of the leadership and, and promises that had been made. And so I actually, I reached out to Brooks and Nelson. I'd known Jill Nelson, the owner and founder of the company for quite a while. And um, just was wondering if she had anything interesting that would, you know, that would interest me, that would maybe create or get my passion back. And so- um, she, she was probably pretty happy to talk to you. She was, she was very happy to talk to me. Uh, so she she had a, a couple of things in mind, but then she asked me the question and she said, Anita, do you want to continue doing what you're doing today? I'm like, huh, I don't know. I like I like to do other things as well. I like to, yeah. you know, challenge myself and, and learn new things. And maybe after 20 years, I should do something different. And then um, she said, well, I'm, I'm looking for uh, somebody to, to be my successor. I want to retire in a couple of years. And I think you you may actually be like a great um, successor to Brooks and Nelson. And I was a little bit surprised, like, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I left that day and talked to my husband, and basically the first thing that he said was, um, "That's a perfect job for you. I, I think you're really gonna enjoy that. You you love talking to people. You love coaching them. You've got such a broad background. You've you've done." not all of the jobs but I've worked across and alongside a lot of the different jobs and um and he and I think the the, the biggest um sort of opportunity for me with Brooks and Nelson was to eventually be able to um yeah to have have ownership in the company and to be able to basically grow it um Brooks and Nelson wasn't quite as big two years ago it wasn't quite as big last year um, currently, we've got 14 employees, and and we're still growing, and it's, and, and that's that's very very exciting to be able to to create something to to be able to, um, ha provide job opportunities for, for for other people out there and create like my own team. We've, I swear, we've got the best team in the world. Everybody's happy. Everybody's motivated. 
um, everybody's open and honest, not afraid to speak their minds. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. For me, 2022 was definitely kind of like a, I don't know, a, a turning point in my career, I think. That's, that's really, that's really pretty cool. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool that she identified you as somebody who could take over rather than the normal thing of finding you a job that she thinks you want, which would still be out in the industry somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe not necessarily like what I want, but that fits my resume, right? Oftentimes right. we make like quick decisions on what somebody, who somebody is, what somebody wants, just based on, on their background. And um, like, I personally think that's completely false. Talk to the person before, before making that judgment call. Yeah, yeah, that that's very cool. And last one of the last times I spoke with Jill, she mentioned that you've got a board of directors that convenes and helps guide you. And I thought that was pretty unique. And you've you've got some uh, pretty uniquely qualified people on the board, or at least you did at that time. And I, I thought that was uh, a, a really good way to go. So you, you don't get tunnel vision, or you don't get nearsighted, and just look at just keep doing things how you've been doing it yeah no no absolutely and that that i mean the board of advisors that we do have um they were one of the i think main reasons why i wanted to join why i i made the switch to join brooks and nelson they're an amazing group of people um very well respected within the industry we pay them with um pizza and wine <laughs> and uh they they just want what's best for the company um it's great to always hear their feedback that's that's very cool very cool so you're you're in operations but i imagine that you also personally get involved in the recruiting side yeah no absolutely absolutely so i'm, I'm the director for recruiting so um works and nelson we've got basically three different um streams of services that we provide to our clients. And recruiting is probably 85% of, um, of our business. Um, we also provide HR services. Um, so for junior mid-tier mining companies, consulting companies that wanna start up an office or just have a gap in their HR. Um, yeah, we can, we can do basically anything from designing your handbook that, to fit your culture to looking at um, certain practices around maternity leave, paternity leave, um, compensation studies. We do coaching, um, mostly like around team building and use like psychosymmetric tools to do that. So we've, we've got um, basically one full-time person and then we've got a few subcontractors that, that support our clients in that. Um, and then we also do, and this is part that I really love to do, it's uh, management due diligence. So for um, private equity firms, for mergers, for acquisitions, we, we basically come in uh, and, and complement the technical due diligence with a due diligence specifically on the management teams doing um, force interviews. We do reference calls, both blind and um, prescribed reference calls. Um, and then we basically come up with our assessment of, of that team and you know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. We actually on those teams and also do like a, one of those psychosymmetric tests and see what people's like preferred uh, personality traits are. Um, and, and 
yeah, the, the firms we've been working with have always really liked, um, yeah, this, this, this uh, due diligence to complement their technical work. That's very cool. That's very cool. But I, I, I personally get into recruiting as well. It's probably about, I'd say, 60% of my, my job. I, I wish I could do more of it, but all of the other work takes up a good amount of time. But I do recruit and interview and, and source um, probably about 60% of my time. Yeah, you must have a pretty good Rolodex just from your, your different companies you've been with and the different people you've worked with. Yep. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like I said, I, I love people, so <laughs> I usually keep the connections pretty close. You should imagine you're going to be going out to lots of conferences. Uh, MPD is one of the really good ones. It's kind of local, and it, it, there's probably quite a few people there that you'll recognize. Yeah, yeah, so we have... Um, uh, Jerry Gaunt, he used to work for Golder. He's our business development manager. I think a lot of people in, his, in the industry will know his name. He's He does our business development. And I believe his schedule every single month, he's got a conference to go to. Yeah. And typically Jill and I, or Jill uh, or I, will join him for at least 80% of those. He'll almost never go by himself. Okay, interesting. Well, one of the really interesting things about your company is that Almost everybody there has practical experience on the mining side, which makes it a whole bunch easier because there's so many recruiters that don't really understand the jargon. But it must be a real benefit, not just to you, but to your clients, that you can actually you, you can understand what they're looking for and if the person you're recruiting is actually qualified. Yeah, no, I I definitely hope so, and thank you for noticing that. Um, yeah. That that is that is definitely one of the I think uh, attributes that makes Brooks and Nelson unique, and and it's a purpose. It's by design. So um, everybody in our company has worked with it within the mining industry in different types of uh, fashions. Uh, for for a longer period of time, like I mentioned, I'm a, a mining engineer. Um, Jill Nelson, mining engineer. She's been doing recruiting, I believe, for 17 years now. So so for for a long time, um, our HR solutions uh, manager. She's worked in mining, I believe, for the last 12 years. Um, she used to work for SRK. Um, so she she knows the industry. We've got another HR professional who used to work. Um, for a private equity firm in Denver. Uh, and so he's, he's gone, has come across a lot of these jobs. A uh, person that's worked in both construction, um, water treatment. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we do like to believe we, we understand uh, these roles uh, and we really dig into and get into the minds of the hiring manager. We really wanna understand like what they need, um, and we also try to educate them, not educate, but we try to guide them a little bit if they think they know what they need. But it's, in my mind, it's like too prescriptive, too much, like just check the boxes. We really try to educate and help them see potential in some of the candidates that, that, we, that we do see. Uh, like I said, I've got a really broad background and I prefer to hire based on potential rather than- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly what they've done. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, Anita, I think I'm out of questions. Was there something you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you today? 
talk about a lot of things. Want to talk about rocks for some more? <laughs> no, no, I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation and I absolutely very much appreciate the, the opportunity, Brian. I think sometime I should take you out for coffee or uh, a drink or something and, and, and uh, interview you a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd be happy to. Any Anytime we're in the same metropolitan area at the same time. Yeah, no, you, you travel a lot. So. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh it's been good and I'm I'm sure you're happy to be more a little more stationary, although I know you go out to the conferences as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I I am definitely a little bit more stationary, which is nice on one side because I've been doing the travel for a long time. Sometimes I do miss the adventure a little bit, but but Jill, Jill Nelson can be quite adventurous. So uh, <laughs> I'll get my adventure fix with her. Well, Anita, thanks so much for spending some time with us. I appreciate you sharing your your stories and your experiences, and it's been it's been really nice catching up with you. Great. Well, thank you. It's been very nice getting to know you too, Brian. Thanks, Anita, and have a have a great day. And thanks for joining us. You too. Thank you. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.